So you might have heard that uh, the CDC was caught deleting VAERS records. That's the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. Now, there's a little bit of confusion, I guess. I want to say propaganda or misinformation, but we'll go with confusion because I think that's the most fair way to put it about how this VAERS system functions. Now, you may hear that it's a free-for-all. Everybody can get on there and report adverse vaccination reactions or adverse reactions related to the vaccine. But in my studies, it appears that it's the hospital's and, uh, you know, providers that are supposed to be reporting adverse reactions to this system. Now, it was a little bit scandalous, a little bit controversial when news came out that the CDC had been caught deleting 6,000 entries. Now, all of those articles have mysteriously disappeared Aside from one at uh, ChristianityDaily.com. No, if it's written by Christians, it's, it must be true, right? Because Christians don't lie. I would like to believe that, but I think we all know that's uh, be kind of a silly assumption to make. And they've been replaced with this fact check from Reuters. Good old Reuters. Fact check. 6,000 VAERS reports were deleted for being foreign entries, CDC says. Now, immediately, right out of the gate, my first thought is, how do they know they were foreign entries? How much, how many resources did they devote to tracking this down? And what did they do? Did they just look at the IP address? Because... If these people happen to be using a VPN, a virtual proxy network, it disguises your IP address. So you can surf the web without being tracked, without the FBI going, oh, yeah, you, sir, I see, visited this website and this website and this website. And known pedophiles and child pornographers are known to use these sites as well, so... I think we might have cause for an investigation here. Perfectly reasonable and intelligent to use a VPN while you're surfing the internet, which is why this show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that that's the one that I use, but that was only because I got a good deal on it. I didn't actually shop around. I don't know if it's good. I hope it does what it's supposed to do. But that's kind of the point. <clears throat> if you don't know how to check for yourself, how do you actually know? You have to trust some other schmuck to give you information that you can rely on. And here we are in the age of not being able to trust anyone. But thank goodness we have a fact check from Reuters. By authored by the esteemed and well-regarded Reuters fact check. That's a weird thing to name your kid. 
Users are claiming that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention deleted reports of 6,000 deaths from the U.S. Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. The CDC told Reuters the entry removal was due to foreign reports being combined with domestic and domestic reports. Okay, prediction time. Do they go in this article? And I haven't read it yet. We're going to do that together. Will this article explain that they did more than look at the IP address of the person making the entry? Examples can be seen here and here. Oh, we have external links. Well, hold on just a minute then. Oh, they're how very crafty. How very cunning. They're links to Facebook posts. And if you don't have a Facebook account, you know that you can't see Facebook posts without a Facebook account. The text in one post reads, this is from the article, because I don't have a Facebook account. The text in one post reads, does this surprise you? Does it frustrate you? Not only are deaths and adverse reactions already underreported, but then to have them delete the information is absolutely ridiculous and super disrespectful. Click below to read the full article. Archives of the CDC page in question here show the increase and decrease in the number of Deaths reported to VARES. So that's uh, basically what this Christianity Daily article shows us. Let's hop over there. The Centers for Disease and Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah, and this article is a little bit uh, a little bit opiniony. So bear bear with me. Bear bear with it. I, I get I get uncomfortable reading opinion articles because sometimes they just say silly things. And then I feel silly for having read it out loud to you. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is supposed to be the United States' primary voice of scientific reason in the face of the global pandemic. But a recent revelation reveals that the data it presents to people, particularly when it comes to vaccine-related casualties... Is at best questionable. Let's see. This was written last year. A year ago, July 23rd, 2021. The CDC's constant changing of rules and guidelines surrounding COVID has made some wary and doubtful of its authority. I drank my coffee too fast. This is also in part due to the fact that while the CDC meticulously tracks who has and has not received a COVID vaccine in the U.S., it has failed to shed light on those who suffered major side effects from the experimental vaccines or even passed away from it. There has been a huge lack of push for investigation and study on those who have passed away after they received a COVID vaccine, but citizens can keep track through the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, a database co-managed by the CDC and the FDA. Yes, bastions of truth and justice. The VAERS role is to accept and analyze reports of adverse events, possible side effects, after a person has received a vaccination. It is a passive reporting system that relies on individuals to send in reports of their experiences to CDC and FDA. (laughs) 
Herein lies the problem. The VAERS database showed on Friday, so remember this is Friday previous to July 23rd, one year ago. This figure shows a slight increase from the 9,125 reported deaths reported last week. Up, They went up to 11,140. On Wednesday, the CDC updated its website to indicate that in the United States from December 14th, 2020 through July 19th, 2021, VAERS received 6,207 reports of death among people who received a COVID-19 vaccine. So it, it is sensible to be skeptical. If the data that was changed is accurate, it could mean that 6,000 vaccinated people died between July 13th and 19th, which is a period of but six days. Now, this is a crucial piece of information that no one seems to be talking about. Kind of like the test. This article is uh, linked on MSN. So take it with a grain of salt, I suppose. Although when you hear the data, it doesn't, it won't, it will not strike you as something that should be banned or censored on any kind of mainstream media. It's simply this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says you are considered fully vaccinated two weeks after your second dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines or two weeks after your single dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And this was from January 5th of this year. According to U.S. health officials, it won't be changing that definition anytime soon. Individuals are considered fully vaccinated against COVID-19 if they've received their primary series, said Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky on Wednesday. That definition is not changing. Instead, Walensky encouraged everyone to stay up to date with additional doses that they are eligible for. The CDC added new information to its site Wednesday, offering details on how to stay up to date with your vaccines. So... The CDC wouldn't comb through the VAERS data to find all of the adverse events that were reported within two weeks of getting their initial injections, would they? Oh, of course they would. Of course they would. And they've proven that this is their standard. This is their tactic for skewing the information and inventing ways to deceive the public because they did the same thing with COVID and the COVID deaths. If you died within 28 days, a month, if you died within a month of having a positive COVID test, you were counted as a COVID death. Yes, you were. Now... If you die within two weeks of getting your COVID injection, well, you're not considered to be vaccinated. Now, if you don't think that is 100% possible and very likely, my hope for you is waning. I'm sorry. 
I know there's vaccinated people listening to this show right now. You got to dig in and read about this stuff. It's real. This isn't this isn't tinfoil hat conspiracy theory garbage here. This is the real world. This is the experts that you're supposed to trust finding ways to gaslight you so that they can sell more of their product. That's all it's about. They don't care about you being healthy. They don't care whether you live or die. They care about that bottom line. They care about buying another vacation house in the Hamptons. And they have nothing to fear. They can't be held responsible. If you are injured by these products, you have no recourse against the company that made them. And that's the law. If you have a compelling case, you may be entitled to a payout that is funded by the taxpayers, not by these companies. So they have no incentive to make a safe product. And they have had no incentive to make a safe product since, oh, well, when was the vaccine court created? Let's see here. Vaccine court, 1988. So since 1988, thanks to our delightful congressional system, we can just read a little bit. This article, March 16th, 2019. So just a few short months before the deadly pandemic that had virtually no impact on excess deaths. Vaccine court in Washington, D.C. was established in 1988 after a series of unfounded lawsuits threatened to erase the national supply of diphtheria pertussis tetanus vaccines. The court is a no-fault system where injured people can have their cases heard and everyone's attorneys are compensated through a special fund. A 75-cent tax on every childhood vaccine and flu shot in the U.S. pays for the program. But it's extremely difficult to prove that vaccines cause harm. Most successful verdicts in vaccine court are awarded for bad needle jabs that prompt shoulder injuries. Over 80% of vaccine court cases settle without making any scientific conclusions about what caused the injury. And there it is. Just like they have no idea. They have no idea why healthy adults, entertainers, athletes, etc. are dropping dead. They have no idea. Couldn't possibly be the vaccine. That was just like uh, just like how uh, sudden inf- infant death syndrome was just completely mysterious. Had no idea what could possibly be causing it. Certainly couldn't be the vaccines because the vaccines are safe, right? Yeah, sure seems like it. That's that's why we got to create weird loopholes in language and laws. Because uh, they're so safe. And this was 1988 when this is corrected. These are the ones that your doctor tells you are the old school. Nothing to worry about. They're good to go. I tell you what. 
You want to see if you can trust your doctor? Ask him or her or they. <laughs> Ask them if they, rec- if they recommend the COVID shot for you. And if you're under 75 and they say yes, I think you got a problem. Maybe bring a pamphlet. Bring a little information of your own and educate your doctor because I guarantee you there's nobody encouraging these doctors. The ones that are left, the ones that didn't hang it up and say this industry is completely corrupt and I just can't go along with it anymore. That'd be a good litmus test though. Ask them if they recommend you get the COVID vaccine. And then ask them why if they say yes. And if they say anything other than they're going to mandate it for everybody. So get this Johnson and Johnson. So you're not, you know, obligated to get any more boosters. It'd be great to talk to a doctor. If you, if you're a doctor and you want to come on this podcast, email the real earth box at protonmail.com. I'd even take a vet. If you're, if you're, a, if you're a vet, vet, veterinarian we probably won't talk much about vaccines but that it'd still be pretty interesting to talk to you <laughs> all right shouldn't we all be dead in the street honestly i mean this was 2 years ago m- more than 2 years ago Personally, I believe that the outbreak started at the uh, the World Military Games in Wuhan. Were you aware of that? I think it was October 2019. I'm pulling it up right now. 2019 Military World Games, officially known as the 7th CISM Military World Games, and commonly known as Wuhan 2019, was held from, wait for it, October 18th to October 27th. And then suddenly, we had a global pandemic. And this was, of course, exacerbated by the Chinese New Year celebration a few uh, months later in January. When China knew that it was at least on the very cusp of a global pandemic, instead of shutting things down, they let millions of people travel abroad, carrying, no doubt, this virus that supposedly, according to the experts, had a lot of asymptomatic transmission. But I think that's probably all garbage. And that's why I bring you this message today. Because the sad truth is that for decades, literal decades, 
the people, the doctors, the scientists, the experts that we were supposed to be able to trust fell in line and lied and went along with the lies and kept their heads down so that they could collect a paycheck, so that they could enrich themselves. And now we're meant to believe them about monkeypox. And it's coming down. I would encourage you to type CDC news into your search engine and observe all of the stories from three hours ago. CDC says states now required to report all monkeypox cases within 24 hours. They're still going and it's not getting better. Thank you all for listening. Hit me up on social media and share the show. I appreciate you all. I'll be back. Goodbye.